0: Свята їх збережи, мене не жаліє вже на межі, ти бачила все, тут Бога нема, тут тільки вогонь і свіжа зола, моє серце сталь, моя кровацов, не плач, моя люба, воскреснемо снов, моє серце сталь, моя крова зов. Не плач, моя Люба, воскреснемо знов. У темряві бачу я очі твої. Повір, тут ми всі нестерпно живі. Повір, що я чую молитву твою. За тебе, за неньку, за вас тут стою. Моє серце сталь, моя кров азов. Не плач, моя Люба. Voskresne vosnom, my Моя крова зов, не плач моя люба, воскреснемо знов. Моё сердце сталь, моя крова зов. Моя зов, не плач моя люба, воскреснемо знов. Моя сердце сталь, моя крова зов, не плач моя люба, воскреснемо знов. Моя сердце сталь, моя крова зов, не, моя знов, сталь, знов, не моя плач моя люба,
1: i vas vzich, Na radio radio vam na AM 1320 CHMB Vancouveri. Pavlina. Hello there and welcome to Nash Holos Ukrainian Roots Radio here on AM 1320 CHMB Vancouver. I'm your host Pavlina. Coming up in this hour, an interview with the curator of the Royal BC Museum in Victoria about a new Ukrainian display there. As well, our usual proverb of the week, other items of interest, and great Ukrainian music. And we started off the program with Cossack System, and uh, quite a new release. It is called Azovstal, which refers to the steel plant that was defended by the Azov Battalion in Ukraine for, for quite a long time in Mariupol, and unfortunately were massacred by Russian forces and this song is a tribute to them. If you don't understand Ukrainian, the words of the chorus are, My heart is steel, my blood is Azov, don't cry my sweetheart, we will rise again. And that was a very touching tribute to those very brave defenders. Essentially, Azov Stahl was Ukraine's Alamo. Cossack System with Azov style. Up next, another fairly recent new release and on a similar topic, although not specifically Azovstal. This is by Anji Kreda, and it is a song called Vraja, which translates as enemies. And basically, it is a song cursing Putin and his genocidal minions, and uh, pretty much the golden rule in reverse, um, wishing upon their enemies what Russia has inflicted on Ukraine жи креда з враже
2: сію проти ночі буде тобі враже Так як відьма скаже скількися тут землю пало зерен жита стільки разів буде тебе вражив би то Стріту буде тобі враже, так як відьмаска.
3: Nash listeners are encouraged to support this vision through continued donations into the future. To apply for grants, make a donation, or for more information, visit shochenkofoundation.com.
1: Ukraine is under deadly attack, and Ukraine War ramps is asking for your help with a tax-deductible donation today. Funds are desperately needed by Ukrainian defenders for bulletproof jackets, helmets, walkie-talkies, food, water and gas, and by civilians, including children, for food, water and medications and, when possible, escape to safety. Please donate today to Ukraine War Amps via PayPal, e-transfer to ukrainewaramps at gmail.com or visit ukrainewaramps.ca. Last week, a new exhibit was launched at the Royal BC Museum in Victoria called Canada, Here We Are, Celebrating Ukrainians in Canada. The exhibit was organized by the Ukrainian-Canadian Congress, BC Provincial Council, as well as the Victoria branch of the UCC, along with the Honorary consul of Ukraine in Vancouver. Dr. Chung is curator at the Royal BC Museum. She joins us now by phone from Victoria. Thank you so much for speaking with me today, Dr. Chung. Welcome to nash Hollis. Thank you so much
4: for having me, Paulette.
1: So um, you launched the exhibit last Wednesday, and I unfortunately wasn't able to attend, but I understand it was very well attended.
4: It was a full event. I think we had over 120 attendees at least. Oh, wow. But I, I, I didn't keep count. We were very busy mm-hmm. <laughs> during the program. Mm-hmm. The program was developed by the Ukrainian Canadian communities that we work with. There's a lot of participation from Ukrainian Canadian Congress National Headquarters and the BC Provincial Council, as well as the Victoria Branch. So it's all levels of
1: Ukrainian Canadian Congress. Okay, and so what? Um, so this is how the exhibit then uh, came, came to be. It
4: started in
1: 2016
4: when we were approached by the Victoria Branch and the BC Provincial Council about uh, celebrating 125th anniversary Mm. of Ukrainian arrivals in Canada. Mm -hmm. So we actually uh, very joyously um, put together an exhibit honoring the Ukrainian-Canadian history, arts, culture, and uh, social contribution to Canada um, we did um, touch upon the very difficult history of internment during First World War and some of the really difficult labor, uh, labor rights advocacy and stuff like that. But overall, when we gathered in twenty sixteen to open the exhibit in the same space, it was very joyous and celebratory. Uh, we had no idea that we would be gathering again in this kind of Mm. circumstances like now.
1: Yeah, yeah, none of us did, right? So this exhibit um, is, I was surprised. Uh, Unfortunately, I wasn't able to attend the the launch. Um, I was en route, actually, to Victoria at the time. Um, But I did manage to see it on Friday and uh, I was very pleasantly surprised to find it. It's free. There's no no admission.
4: Oh yeah, of course. Uh, The community's intent is for the message to get out. The exhibit conveys Ukrainian Canadian community's wishes to share not only the Ukrainian Canadian community's history, arts, culture, and contribution to Canada, mm-hmm. but also the current community needs and sentiments during the very challenging time since February twenty twenty two. Yeah. And uh and that's for the general public in Canada, as well as for the new arrivals from Ukraine, to know what has happened and what Ukrainian-Canadian communities have done on this land.
1: Yeah, that's that's uh, really a good thing that uh, that you are doing this, and I hope other communities uh, are doing it as well, because in the past, um, you know, the different waves of Ukrainian immigration, unfortunately, they kind of. Didn't build on what previous uh, Ukrainian waves of Im- immigration um, had accomplished in Canada. They were kind of isolated on and, and almost at some point at sometimes not oh, necessarily hostile but sometimes working across purposes because simply they did not understand what had come before them. a lot of reinventing the wheel by by newcomers and then there was you know animosity and misunderstanding between, you know, people of, of the different waves of immigration. So this will be very beneficial to newcomers, I'm quite sure. And the benefit, of course, many of the newcomers do speak English. So that's um, kind of a jump start to understanding of, you know, what came before them. So congratulations on doing that. It's a brilliant move. Thank you.
4: That's amazing that you mentioned that because uh, one of the things that when we work with the communities this time to update the exhibit was, how the communities actually ask for very clear chronology of different waves of immigration mm-hmm. from Ukraine. Mm-hmm. So then, uh, you do have a clear idea. Um, on one panel, tells you who different different waves and the general idea of what each wave has done or accomplished, mm-hmm. and. It's quite interesting because like, it's almost like at this time, people need that general overview of what has happened yeah. to kind of put everything in perspective. Mm-hmm. And then it's important to also acknowledge the current existing Ukrainian-Canadian community's hard work mm-hmm. to support the new arrivals and advocate for Ukraine. Mm-hmm. I have witnessed that every single day when I was working so closely with those different representatives from the community who form a core advisory for this exhibit. Every single one of them was pulled in so many different directions, mm-hmm. doing so many different things, mm-hmm. greeting new arrivals at the airport, going to visit around the communities to secure resources to help new arrivals find housing and a daily furniture. And- it's very small things like details of what a person or family needs to continue living. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's been great. And then there are a lot of personal and family things that these people are also working with. Sure. Like they have like family applications of uh, work, challenges. On top of that, they are still doing all the work to support the new arrivals and support Ukraine. I really have developed a very, very strong respect for all the core advisors that we work with. And then they also taught me a lot of these different things that I wouldn't have otherwise learned in terms of why Ukraine is the way it is and what kind of choices Ukraine has had to make historically to be its own country. So, this has been a real journey for myself mm-hmm. in terms of um, watching these people doing so much with their communities on top of what their personal and family and work obligations have required them to do. So, I, I think they are really, really amazing. And also, just how people really, really come together to support each other.
1: Mm-hmm. Now, you said that you had originally, you started working with the Ukrainian-Canadian community back in 2016. Prior yeah. to that, had you any impressions of the Ukrainian-Canadian community and experience?
4: I didn't. Honestly, I didn't. I um, I just know in general, um, very surface knowledge of history, but not very much beyond that. And uh, ever since I did research for the 2016 exhibit. What really appealed to me was the advocacy for uh, social justice in terms of labor movement and uh, the fight for rights and also the work on internment, redressing internment. Like they they actually did a lot of work with that. Right. Um, but this time around, I learned a lot more about the spirit that's the core of Ukraine mm-hmm. from the people I work with and from what they have shared with me beyond work. So on the exhibit, uh, it's about Ukrainian Canadian history, culture, and arts, and all these different aspects of how that has shaped Canada. But that core, core spirit of not bending to power, imperial power, and all that kind of um, choices hard choices, Mm
1: -hmm.
4: was really what impressed me the most this time.
1: Yeah, I think a lot of people, well, don't know the history of Ukraine, and uh, they get their facts from the news media, which doesn't know much about the history of Ukraine either. And so exhibits like this that actually do have historical facts i, I th- what i uh, appreciated from the panels is it's not a huge exhibit doesn't take a lot of time although you know if you meet somebody uh <laughs> it does kind of extend <laughs> which happened to me which is wonderful um and you know you get conversations happening and people making comments and did you know this and did you know that and um You know, I've studied Ukrainian history um, for several years and, you know, grew up immersed in the community as well. Uh, So I considered myself fairly knowledgeable, but I was surprised at a couple of things in that display that um, new things that I learned so there is something there for for absolutely everyone and it's not a kind of overload I think it's very well put together and it gives you a very good overview chronological overview and I think it does hopefully raise questions in people's minds so that they will uh, something will tweak in their mind and they'll go and do some research of their own and uh, and learn a little bit more to extend their knowledge and hopefully share it
4: yeah, the idea is to keep the exhibit very light, so it can be traveling very easily mm-hmm. into any space. So the kind of framework you saw the exhibit is on, is designed by our exhibit team at the Royal Museum. Yeah. And basically, they can be kind of reconfigured mm-hmm. to fit into any public space very easily. Mm-hmm. And the idea is that we will travel it after it's run here in Victoria. but. Uh, we're also going to develop the digital files to be shared across Canada oh, through wow. the Ukrainian Canadian Congress wow. and the, the Canadian Network. So any institution who wants to host it, they can just receive the digital files from us for free and just print it and put it on display. Oh, wow. That's yeah, so we're going to try to do that next step.
1: Wow. Wow. And so then this actually these panels, physical panels, don't need to travel. <laughs> That's amazing.
4: Yeah, because um, we are hoping that this becomes the public asset, that people can actually use it as a jumping board to understand or to know a little bit about Ukrainian history, their contribution, and what they are uh, working with
1: mm. today. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. So, I guess the uh, my next question was going to be, uh, where will it be going from here? But um,
4: um, I think this copy, we are um, going to look for public venues in Vancouver okay. uh, or somewhere in the Lower Mainland that can host a lot of foot traffic, mm-hmm. so more people can learn about Ukrainian Canadian history. Mm-hmm. And we are going to work with the Ukrainian Canadian Congress, BC Provincial Council, to Work on that, excellent. Um, that um, you know, finding the venue and then getting it shipped over next January, hopefully. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So that's the plan for this. This set uh, digital
1: files will be free. Wow. Okay. So uh, in the meantime, though, the exhibit in Victoria at the BC, uh, Royal BC Museum is there until January. Then for the rest of, for the rest of the year. Yes. Okay. Fantastic. Through Christmas. Through Christmas, great. Okay, so so it is free admission. Yes, and it's just right on the main floor there. I uh, just go through the doors behind where the souvenir shop is. Mhm. Yeah. Well, wonderful. Well, thank you so much for uh, for sharing all the background behind. It. It's fascinating the way you've done that, and wonderful that the museum is working so closely with the Ukrainian Canadian community, and is so welcome to sharing uh, the story
4: and yeah, our thank- history. Thank you so much for sharing that message. It's so important for the communities.
1: Well, I think and beyond, and and hopefully, um, you know, listeners that uh, maybe are not in the local area might be interested in the fact that you are um, offering these digital copies that can be replicated anywhere in the world. Yes. So yeah, so, we're going to try. Yeah, so this is uh, wonderful news, uh, um, and wonderful for people who are living in other parts of the country and other parts of the world who might be interested uh, in this in this history and want to put it on display in their own museum. So, how would people find out more information? Just I guess you can just Google Royal BC Museum.
4: Yeah, uh, right now Royal BC Museum has a webpage um, to uh, that provides a, a short description of the exhibit. And when the digital file is uh, ready for sharing, we will put out the information through Ukrainian Canadian Congress and Mm -hmm. the museum network. But other public venues in heritage institutions, libraries, or whatever, are all welcome to
5: yeah, s- use schools. them. schools, great.
1: Yeah, great news. And in the meantime, anybody visiting Victoria or living in Victoria can just um, check out the museum website and get the hours of operation and um, go check out this wonderful display. Yes, please. We would really appreciate that. Okay, well, thank you so much for uh, sharing this, for speaking with us, and and all the best to you in uh, in future endeavors. And look forward to what you have um, planned next, because it sounds like you've got some really interesting things going on at the museum. <laughs> yeah, thank you so
6: much, collector. Okay, <laughs> being so generous. Thank you.
7: Вадуки, duki, oj na
1: That was Srimbita from Edmonton with traditional Ukrainian folk song no On the Hill There Are Two Oak Trees. Coming up next on a Ukrainian-Canadian theme, which is uh, the musical theme for the rest of the show given the interview that you just heard, here is a Ukrainian-Canadian institution from Toronto called Budia with via The Wind Blows.
8: I blukaju, malo bi fortgaro maju, Viter vi je za mi taj je to rošku Zaprijažo ja fornjaka, kuda ljude, tuda ja, Viter vi je za mi rošku Pojihale to jer kdo mu pele, vodku malefono, Viter vi je za mi taj je to rošku Pak lišao na sen zotela, sepka maj bel Забирался вітер віє замітав Її доріжку. Вітер віє заверуха залетіла в гару муха. Вітер віє замітав
9: From his center, Gus Wagner, and slapped in a goal at 6:09. After that goal, there was a face-off at center. Wagner won the draw and hit Bill with a pass. Billy streaked across the blue line, shot and scored at 6:20. Just 11 seconds had elapsed. Butler won the next draw and passed the puck to George Key, who spotted Billy breaking in toward. Again, the red light flashed at 6:30. 21 seconds, the fastest hat trick yet. Billy, 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 goal He got the fastest hat-trick ever scored. Fifty-eight goals for his lifetime tally Then he went into business in his hometown of Winnipeg Opening his own bowling alley Now there's a life-size photo of Billy at the entrance to the world-famous Hockey Hall of Fame And there's a giant bowling pin in Winnipeg's North End advertising (laughs) Billy Bozzy I'm
1: Ukrainian Canadians have uh, figured quite prominently in the Canadian institution of hockey and helped to make it what it is. And that was one story, the story of the great Billy Mosienko, performed by Brian Cherwick and the Cuba Sonics. And uh, just as an aside, my brother is a great fan of hockey. And uh, how about those Jets, eh? Now, of course, Billy Mosienko was not a Winnipeg Jet. There were no Jets back in his day. But I'm sure, Dell, I know the rest of the family, including myself, have driven by that famous bowling alley many a time on Main Street in Winnipeg. Now, moving a little bit north and west, a town called Roblin. And Roblin was once... Quite well known for a seminary, a Ukrainian Catholic seminary, which had a fabulous choir that toured Canada. And here is Nadia Kazimira of Ottawa to tell the story of Roblin Manitoba's St. Vladimir Seminary and Choir.
10: The history of Ukrainian church activity, Catholic, Orthodox and Protestant, spends over 110 years in Canada. St. Vladimir's College was located on a 160-acre campus just outside Roblin, Manitoba. It is remembered as a Ukrainian Catholic residential high school and minor seminary for boys managed under the leadership of the Ukrainian Redemptorist Fathers for many years. Operated intermittently in the 1940s and early 1950s, then closed for several years, St. Vlad's was reopened with full accreditation in 1958 once provincial educational requirements were met the college was most vibrant in the 1960s and 1970s, when it could accommodate up to 48 boarders. In addition to meeting the objectives of the Manitoba high school curriculum, the purpose of the minor seminary was to first provide young men with a good knowledge and understanding of their faith, and secondly, to enrich the students' education through a program of traditional Ukrainian choral music, Ukrainian dance, Ukrainian traditional instruments, and the annual spring concert tour which went through various parts of Canada and the United States. From 1963 to 72. the choir was instructed by Dr. Pavlo Matsenko, the highly respected musicologist on Ukrainian liturgical choral music who had completed his studies in Prague and emigrated to Winnipeg in 1936. Ukrainian liturgical choral music was, of course, an integral part of the students' education at St. Vlad's.
7: Хвала славені наш Бог повсякчасно нині за йде і навіки Амінь Слава тобі наш Боже слава тобі
11: Слава is you may do
10: Every Sunday evening, the students sang the Vespers that you just heard, often with Father Petro Romanishin as the celebrant. These Vespers were recorded in the early 1960s as part of a two record set, which also included the choral works for Holy Week services before Easter. In particular, Holy Thursday Prayers, the Passion Matins and the friday jerusalem matins jerusalem ski utrneno grobnoi let's listen to a minute of the jerusalem matins jerusalem ski utrneno oh.
7: слава святий одно істотню оживляючи і неподільний трон ти ні в покся час
10: St. Vlad's College was run by the Redemptorist Fathers until the early 1990s, when they decided that they could no longer be involved in operating educational institutions. Then St. Vladimir's College was operated under the Eparchy of Winnipeg, but closed around 2004. What has happened to this property? In 2007, the Roblin and District Chamber of Commerce announced the sale of St. Vlad's College and the establishment of Continental College, an English second-language school for Asian students, but it is not certain that the deal was realized. And what has happened to the students of St. Vlad's? Some entered the priesthood, but many more continued their love of music through participation in Ukrainian choirs, such as Winnipeg's Husli, and closer to home, Ottawa's Choir Accord, where Danny Lega is a prominent member and soloist, whom we've often heard on this radio program.
8: това векина що спасення воли уположився в гробі Христос і бог наш молитвами пречистя своєї матері святе славних високвайних апостол преподобних і боносテゴтць наших і всі святе нас як
1: this feature on Roblin, Manitoba, St. Vladimir Seminary and Choir was created and narrated by Nadia Kazimira, a former archivist at Library and Archives Canada. She originally produced it for Ottawa's Ukrainian program, hosted by Irena Bell, who kindly agreed to share it with Nash Hollis listeners. Coming up next, another Winnipeg group called Shum. Here they are from their third album, and this is basically the story of Ukrainian immigration to Canada. It's called Budmo.
12: The dusts of battle had settled down, and our warrior Cossacks looked sadly round. To see how many brethren they had lost, they'd cry out at the heavy cost. It wasn't the first time their swords had clashed, and they knew very well it wouldn't be the last. They'd pray to God they had a war to win. Their beloved homeland would rise again. Head, head,
11: we'll be, will be.
12: were about to break under the toils of this new land. They prayed a God in heaven above, how much more could they withstand? They placed holy crosses into the ground, and soon new strength to go on was found. Their fate had brought them another day. They'd get back on their feet and say, they'd say, Good that our bard inspired us to strive for a better fate it took many years many sacrifices many went to heaven's gate but when the winds of freedom swept across ukraine in the summer of 91 you could hear generations from the past joined together with those of today as one and yell be. <speaking in French> I watched my father be laid to rest in this his but not his land. I looked my boy straight in the eyes, and I'd pray to God he'd understand. I said, This was a faithful son of Ukraine. Remember and cherish this bond. And then my son looked at me and he said with a strength that seemed to come from a world beyond. He said,
11: Budmore, Hey, hey. hey, hey. will be.
1: is a Vancouver-based ensemble that ha- has been around quite a while and is known as Slavic Soul, and they've done three albums. Their most recent one was all about a Ukrainian settlement on the prairies. It's called Takbulo, that's how it was, and they collected, amongst the songs, uh, they collected a lot of uh, commentary. Beverly Dobrynsky interviewed uh, many of the elderly people who Recall what life was like growing up on a homestead on the Canadian prairies. If you grew up on the prairies, you'll enjoy this trip down memory lane. If you didn't, I still think you'll enjoy this little peek into the past that comes to us courtesy Beverly Dobrinsky and Zulia of Vancouver. It's
6: are going to be better, and right. that years wasn't better, no better when you came. <laughs> it was hard, eh? Well, now, soon as they got more people give them a, a house and, or some shelter, and then we give them something to eat. And when we come, nobody give nothing. at mm. not all you go. Uh, they give you homestead, but not give you homestead free. You gotta pay you ten dollars. Ten dollars. Yep. Yep. And you got homestead and that, all that woods and everything, but to start, start, force. Thank you, started to build something to, mm-hmm. to live to on. Sleep it. Were you born here, or did you immigrate? No, no. I, I'm a real Canadian. You were born here. I'm born in here, uh-huh. and I go to school in here, and I'm living here. Uh-huh. Were you born right in this area? Yeah, All right. right yeah. Okay. On that farm that I showed you, were yeah, that we years. passed. So that's where you were born. Yeah. Uh-huh.
13: yeah. I'm real. I'm real Canadian person. Uh-huh.
5: You know?
1: And that was Beverly Dabrinsky with Zilia and singing a traditional Ukrainian folk song that was very common on the prairies back in the day. And that song was called, called Oitam Upoli, oh, There in the Field. Coming up next, something completely different. Uh, Privit is a Ukrainian-Canadian ensemble from Montreal that takes the words of Ukrainian poets, mostly martyred under Russian occupation, and puts these words to music. And then they release albums. They've released three. Now, a Ukrainian-Canadian polka band from Winnipeg, which also has released three albums, did a cover of one of Privit's tracks and is from their first album, Brechnady, Shores of Hope, and the song is Neshtho Neshtho. Here is Slu Hai performing that cover version.
11: Що-на-що що? тобі питати, To tear my
1: musical institution, Mickey and Bunny, there they were with a song, traditional Ukrainian folk song called Kalabai, a song about a 'er ne'er-do-well. And our proverb of the week translates as, Harmony is the father of all good. Well, with that, we've come to the end of our program. Just a reminder that if you miss the on-air broadcast, you can always catch the podcast at our website, www.noshhallis.com, or you can also keep in touch with us and find other information as well. Do follow our Facebook page. And with that, we'll wrap up our program with a song by the Parkland Pioneers from Dauphin, Manitoba. And this is a song that was written by Tommy Buick about... My uncle Mike Beck from Oakburn, Manitoba. I'm Pavlina on behalf of all of us here at Nash and AM 1320. Thanks for listening and Dobranich. <laughs>
13: tecchoya te menne da fitness to yadon na ho mole tole ta menne roncole oppe cchoya d'accoro ve tai zai sho da peka a toro ves kazella ki la Мене не восходь, Бо я знаю, что ты хочешь, А ты хочешь Мене ринке сире да. пишу я да вон друхе, там баба пишу Ves-o iată domă, prostă, biu de joc Ați plăciat neci scăzele zile, măi pâncioce Za placă la sara, vă plăciu nemală vechi Ca domanii plăci, neplăci la sara, vă